Hey everybody, welcome back to the Chaotic Cast. I'm Bryce Hyman. I'm Swoop. And I'm Mackenzie. Alright, and we're back today to talk about Season 1, Episode 3, uh, Unexpected, where we are introduced to the fourth member of our... It's not a trio yet. It's a, it's a, it's a group. Quartet. Quartet. Where we get to meet Peyton. Mm-hmm. All right. So, first thing that starts out is we are in Param with Kaz and Tom. And Kaz is teaching Tom about the game behind the game. Where are they exactly? Um, I'm... Pure City? Yeah, they're in Underworld City. Yeah, that's what I thought it was. No, it's not Kira's City, it's Underworld City. Kira City is, is Kaor's dad. Uh, so, they, and all of a sudden, Tom is attacked by a creature. Yep. Little Hearing! Our favorite best boy, Hearing. Yes, <laughs> Kaz's own companion. Kaz's own little companion. Hearing is Kaz's spy, mm -hmm. and it makes sense because Hearing is an underworld scout anyway. Basically, Hearing is an underworld creature. He is he has a special ability for whenever he uses music. He can look at the top three cards of a location deck and put them back in any order. And his card text is... Perhaps the most effective of the underworld spies, hearing mainly puts his supersonic hearing skills to work for himself. <laughs> Which, ain't that just the most underworld thing to do? Yep. But, hearing is also known for another thing. He is known for having a very interesting diet. Yep. Dractyl scales. Dractyl scales, which... That's just gross. Yep. Dractyl has a weird hygiene issue. I think it's the fact that it's a sentient being that sheds. That's true. Exactly. And I'm just baffled that it's in that Dractyl scales are an actual battle gear and card. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. If you give Dractyl scales the hearing, it he gets better. Imagine that. Alright. And the thing is, he has a very interesting... He not only has a very interesting out, but he says, Eat a human? Too many bones. <laughs> Which, that implies that he has eaten a human before. Oh, God. Think about that. I know. Perhaps he's eaten another humanoid. Oh, that's cannibalism well, not necessarily... for you. Eh. Human, humanoid, and human-shaped are three very different things. Just ask anybody in D&D. &D. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's true. So, basically, hearing is Kaz's spy as well. He, he gives him Dractyl scales, and he gives him scans. Which, he said, which, with the haul of Dractyl scales he got... Uh, hearing is going to give him a really good battle gear. 
And then we see the motorcycle. Yep. The motorcycle along with Blazer. Mackenzie, can you yep. talk about The this? overworld equivalent to hearing. Yep, the overworld equivalent to hearing. Which explains why hearing has such a good respect for him. <laughs> so the motorcycle is simple. It's a... Uh... It's a battle gear. It gives you plus 25 speed to any target creature. To the equipped creature. To equipped creature, correct. Which... And it's basically a motorcycle inside of a ring that acts as its only wheel. So the men in... So if any of you have ever seen Men in Black, it's the Men in Black motorcycle, only it has razor blades on it. Exactly, Yes. Which, that's kind of terrifying. Also, those blades must be damn sharp to cut through stone. Yep, and really durable as well. To not just snap off while they're dug into stone. Yep. So, Mackenzie, can you tell us anything since Overworlders are your thing? Can you tell us about Blazer? Oh yeah, Blazer, he's this creature who, um, he wears this kind of funky hat. <laughs> and he also um, drive on this like a uh, spinning wheel thing. Yeah, the motorcycle. We already explained that. Yeah. Yeah. And, he's kind um, of a he's kind of a hillbilly. Yeah. He he has a very country accent. Yeah. He's a very country what, um, accent. He wears overalls. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of funny why Sean Shamil did that. His backpack has got, like, a telescope and maps and crap. Uh-huh. But I think he's got, he's like, a, a size 12 shoe size. He's yeah, a cartographer. Yeah, exactly he's, what I was supposed to say. bigger than his hands. Yeah. He's a, he's a hobbit. Yeah. And he's got this massive underbite. That's right. <laughs> I, still love, I still love one of the first lines he says, like, nothing doing, K.O.R. <laughs> Speaking like, of K.R. Looking for treasure! <laughs> Speaking Blazer, of K.R. is It's rumored he's in a relationship with Lorena, but that's never been confirmed. No. Nope. How, how would that work? I don't know. Because Lorena's basically a Danian. Nah, she's an overworlder. Not yeah. all bugs are Danians. But she has the same... It's like, I could understand if she had, like, eight legs, but she has six legs, and she is built like a Danian. Well, maybe. Anyway, let's well, just... I mean, there's Kamongareth and Spider. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but Spider has eight legs. Yeah. That's true. Anyway, let's just stick to the episode, shall we? Yep, well, let's stick to the episode. So, then, we get our first look at Kaor. Kaor is the Underworld Conqueror Warrior. He is. He has ability. He has ability which costs three music, and it dispels target overall music or ability card targeting KR. And which KR, nobody ever uses in the game. Yep, nobody ever uses it. Uh, KR may not enter mixed armies. He is unique, and his bottom text says, "We'll take Kira City and the Underworld." 
Well, take care, city and the underworld. Oh, I thought there was a comma there. <laughs> we'll take care, city and the underworld. We'll rule all of Param, Kaor. Which shows that what kind of creature Kaor is. He's he's driven. Yep. And Kaor is piloting the Vile Driver. Which we will see a lot in this season. Mm-hmm. The Vile Driver is a uncommon battle gear. I can look up the ability. It gives the equipped creature fire five. Basically, yep. any creature that deals fire damage deals an additional five deals damage. More fire damage. Yep. So we see Kaor and he and uh Kaor and uh oh, I just lost his name. Blazer. Blazer, thank you. Blazer kind of fight it out. And we see this is the av this is the usual strength versus speed type of fight. Kaor's mm -hmm. got all the firepower, and he just but he just can't keep up with Blazer on his motorcycle. <laughs> he does he does get a few good shots in, but right as Kaor is about to finish it, uh, the cannons don't work, which allows Blazer to make a hasty escape. Yeah. I if I remember correctly, they ran out of ammo. Yeah. Uh no, I think I think they're broken because he Kaor specifically says the cannons are shot. Hmm. Shot usually shot is usually a term that is used for broken. That's true. Yeah, I get it. So we see so the hearing Oh, but we also missed something, actually. <laughs> right as right as the uh, battle gear gets revealed, Tom's like, Cause we gotta go, I gotta battle. He's like, eh, go yourself, I'll patch up with you. <laughs> and we... So Tom transports back to Param. I mean, chaotic. Where he is immediately found by Sarah. Best girl of the show. <laughs> so, and Sarah's like, oh yeah, my friend's Peyton battling today. You always learn something whenever he dunks on a noob. <laughs> He's like, why don't you come watch with me? Like, I, I'm gonna watch, but I got a front row seat. I'm the noob. He's like, again, it's just, again, Sarah immediately turns it around. He's like, I'm sure you can win. Maybe. Probably not. You'll do your best. So. Uh, then we see. Then we are. I think then we're first introduced to Peyton. Who's. Honestly, let's just admit. He's a stoner. <laughs> yep. He's a hippie. <laughs> he is a hippie. Which he is. He's repeating this. He's repeating the mantra: "Feel the energy, let the energy feel you." Yeah, feel the uh, energy. He's more of a let Jack Black type. Yep, exactly. Yeah, he is, he is Jack Black. I just realized that. <laughs> <laughs> Both that, attitude and body type. Yep. Yeah. Okay. 
So, eh, he's like, well, and he's really friendly, too, which you don't see that very often in Chaotic. <laughs> right. Especially when you're fighting against somebody. It's like, there's always, there's always this kind of, like, underlying friendship, but there's also, like, it's like, everyone always acts like friends, but there's always this underlying kind of... Tension. Rivalry, kind of. Mm-hmm. You, you'll see it in, new, in later episodes when people are like, they use the same tribe and they kind of have a friendship, but then they're just like, and I'm gonna kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, Peyton's really nice, and he's just like... <sighs> I'm forgetting everything now. Basically, they literally walk to the battle together. <laughs> which is pretty nice. So, they, I think, then do we go, then we go back to, do we go back to Param with Kaz or not? I'm not sure. I don't know. We'll just, I guess we'll just go one storyline and then we'll switch to the other one when we feel like it. Yeah. So, they go into the battle arena, and Kaz immediately, oh, I forgot, one thing that uh, Sarah tells, tells Tom to do is to do something unexpected, which is, they said the title. Yep. <laughs> so, but he's like, so Sarah told me to do something unexpected, but Maxor is my best. And I'll give him a side glance, and I'll load it with the best decks I know. It's like that's not expected. That's that's exactly what everyone thought you were gonna do. Yep. And and he sees that Peyton on the other side of the job is just screwing around. Yep. He's like, get up. Like, <laughs> so then, of course Tom is just annoyed by it. It's like, why don't you pick your deck with your eyes closed? <laughs> Dude, that's an awesome great idea. And he <laughs> totally does it. Yep, he totally does it, which is kind of interesting, kind of stupid. Yeah. But, I mean, it worked it's out. Like, if he didn't have his entire deck just loaded with the petty, and he could have, he could have gotten a card that he would have never known. That's true. He could have ended up with, uh, I don't know, maybe lore with. A battle gear that would never work with him. It's like, yeah, he has. He, he's he's either really lucky or just like he has his deck just loaded that he doesn't even care. <laughs> yeah. So then they immediately start to battle, and then we will go back to Param with Kaz. Uh huh. Kaz is Kaz tries to scan it, but then he realizes that if he scans it, then the weapons won't work on it. Right. So they have to follow him. And guess who they find? They find the vile driver in Omar's lab. Omar's lab. Omar. Give me a second to pull up my sheet. Omar is. Yeah. Uh, the underworld underworld conqueror. His music ability is deal ten damage to target creature, and his text is talking out thinks the KR's go-to guy for battle gear has a screw loose himself. 
Plus, <laughs> he also looks like a scientist, you know. Yeah, he's a he's a mad scientist. Hands and for some reason, his brain is exposed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that later. And he's slightly hunched backed. Slightly hunchbacked. Over slouching. And he's and he's just muttering about KR, which not the best idea to do in the underworld. Nah. But when you're KR's go-to guy for Battle Gear, even though technically there is another guy for Battle Gear who might be better at making Battle Gear. Yeah. But we'll get to him when we get to him. Uh, so they sneak around. So Cash creates a plan where he recurring distracts Almar and he gets a scan. And Kaz is kind of a dick. <laughs> that or he's just extremely stupid. Well, he's kind of a dick and kind of stupid. A little bit of egg. A little column beef. But he, Almar also has one of the signs that I don't really... One of the lines that I don't really like... When Kao, when Kaz and hearing almost get caught, he jingles a skeleton. It's, and he goes, who's there? Who's there? Oh, it's just my old lab assistant. It's like, what kind of Who fucked up... the dead body of their old lab assistant? Uh, a mad scientist named Omar. That's true. <laughs> Probably Momark as well. Probably. So, Kaz creates this plan, and Hearing is immediately not on board. He's like, bad plan! Do it again! And he's like, too late, and he shoves him in a cart and pushes it. <laughs> oh, Which, God. That's, Poor Hearing. Being he's abused. kind of addicted to Hearing, but also Hearing is kind of addicted to Kaz, because in order to get the scans, he has to dig through Dractyl shit. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Mackenzie, anything you'd like to add? Exactly. Sorry, I had to mute me my phone because I just got this donut that my mom brought for me. <laughs> oh, nice. oh, you did you bring enough for the class? <laughs> no, sorry. We'll be learned. Yeah. <laughs> you just chop it down on it right now. Hey, there's no rules against food being in the recording session. That's fair, but I'll probably have to go back and post and fucking... If there's any, like, big smacking lip sounds, I'll probably have to go back and post and delete them. Oh, God. <laughs> Mackenzie, start making lip smacking sounds. No, don't make real work for me, please. <laughs> anyway. So... Uh, I'm being stupid right now, aren't I? Uh, yes, yeah, so uh, let's just go back <laughs> back to the Battle Dome. Right. So, it was... So, Kaz... So, Peyton... Well, let's go, let's go over what Peyton has, because Peyton has a new creature and new Battle Gear. That, that's true, yes. Well, the Battle Gear isn't revealed yet until later in the battle. So we'll keep it a mystery. Not, actually, it's a, actually, it's revealed right at the start. Oh, it is? Oh, okay. Because he has this whole thing where he, where Peyton goes, since you're a noob, I'm a host of my liquidizer. <laughs> so, Belvedere has invisibility, strike 10, add 10 damage to the first attack this creature makes in each combat. 
And it also has invisibility. Surprise, this creature wins initiative checks against creatures without invisibility. That's true. Yep. Melvedine is... He's, a, he's an elite warrior, so he's well-known, I guess. Yep. And he's the right hand of the Mepedian king, Thabsar. King or prince? King. Thabsar the king. King, okay. Because you have to do that because there's technically two leaders of the Mepedians. Right. Most people know Prince Mudino, but nobody really knows the king. The crown prince, uh, Iflar. Yep. So, we have that. We're just spitballing here at this point. Um, So, they start to fight. In the Riverlands. Yep, in the Riverlands. But apparently they go to a different location? Yeah, because the... We'll see that location later in the episode. I, d- I forget if it's because of a... Is it because of a... Um, music or not? No, it's because those locations... The next location is within the Riverlands. Yeah, I, that's... That's one of the questions I've always had. I've always had when I was a kid. It's like, how far do you have to travel before the locations change? Well, I mean, in Mount Pillar, there's literally locations within Mount Pillar. So, yeah, true. There's the royal room. There's the queen's hideout, mm-hmm. which I I Queen's feel like gates, White Ponce Lookout. I feel like if you really wanted to get good scans, you would just go into the battle room and you just explore a whole cave. Exactly, yeah. Like, you don't know where the exact people are, but you can probably pick up clues. It's like, oh, somebody lives here that's important because they have this, this, and this in their room. Right. Like you're, yeah. If you're... There, there has to be, like, an occupation in Chaotic that's like... Uh... <sighs> What would you call it? Like a param history major, right? Yeah. Who like knows where people will be at which times? True. Yeah. So which, is, which explains? Is that me? Uh, I think. I don't know. I'll cut it out and post. It'll be fine. Okay. Well. Uh. Do- the Riverlands. So, the Riverlands is an overworld location. Which uh, is why Tom picked it. Yep. Uh, initiative Wisdom, so the creature with the highest Wisdom score will attack first. And if a creature deals water damage, the Riverlands heals 5 energy to that creature. So, your water attackers will start removing damage on themselves. Which is why... Which, if he knew that... <laughs> He would, if, he would if, have equipped Maxor with a liquidizer instead of a Cyclance. Yep. But, well, shit happens. Yeah. Uh, so, we go to the battle, and basically they're fighting it out, and basically... Pain is just wrecking house with Tom. Yep, because but, Tom never knew Mepedians could turn invisible. Which is, that's one of the things... Actually, he does. 
I think he actually does. He's like, oh, right, Mepedicans, he knows, but he forgot. Right, so he didn't have a spectral viewer for himself or some sort of song of true sight. Spectral viewer, spectral viewers are. We'll get to those later. Basically, they make you see invisible things. Right. So they fight it out, and we. I keep on. I just think I just said it like three times. Yeah. And eventually, they end up in the crystal caves. Right, and the crystal cave is within the Riverlands, and it's just basically a gigantic cave system with these pink sharp crystals and the card it's initiative speed and the engaged creature with the lowest speed deals zero damage on its first attack great for basically intimidate speed creatures and probably your gaspidens and uh other fast crap like that. <laughs> uh, what, what's the one crab that's always that's an overworlder? What? There's like a there's like a crab overworlder. Forget his name. Well, the fastest overworlders are Gespidin and Atticat. All right, Atticat. Technically, also Blazer because Blazer is pretty fast. That's true. Yeah. Especially with the mower cycle. Especially with his one battle gear that he only uses. Yeah. And uh, Zerv is also pretty fast as well. True, true, true. Alright, so, as they're fighting in the Crystal Cave, he gets damaged. Tom uses his Cyclance. Wait, did yep. I talk about the Cyclance? Uh, I no, didn't I talk about the Cyclance. So, basically, it's... Uh, a spear-looking gun that basically gives your creatures uh, air attacks. And it was originally designed by Mepedians, but oh, like most things... That. Yeah, it was originally designed by Mepedians, and eventually it got stolen and used by other... pretty much all the other um, tribes. tribes. But the ones that are made by Mepidians are said to be the best. Ah. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure there are two different cards for that, but... No, uh. uh, there's only one card for the Cyclans, and it's Sacrifice the Cyclans. Uh, gain Thunder. Creature gains Air. The Air right, Element gains until air. the end of turn. Air or Element. I just... Battle. <sighs> and so, as the fight continues on, uh, Tom uses his music, the Song of Ember Nova. Song of Ember Nova, which basically superpowers your uh, fire attacks? No. Nope, that is wrong. Song of Ember Nova deals damage to... Right. Right. To creatures that have air or fire. That's yeah. right. I but had forgotten. In this episode, the Song of Ember Nova was used in a very unique way. 
as it was cast, its light bounced off all the crystals in the crystal cave and basically entrapped Peyton. So he couldn't touch the the music light or else he would have been coated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is when he uses his liquidizer. Well, first, he traps Tom with a rust toxic attack. Yep. Oh, that's right. And then he's like, now we're both stuck. But luckily, I still have my liquidizer. <laughs> uh I feel like they I feel like they kinda got confused about what they kinda wanted to make Peyton at first. <laughs> it's like first they wanted him to be kinda like an unexpected guy, then he wanted they they wanted to make him a surfer dude. <laughs> well, I mean I'm I'm imitating um Malvadine's voice. Oh right. Ugh. Wait, can we just I I always like the fact that they use the voices, but they're still able to capture the character. Exactly, yeah. That's right. Especially especially when it comes out, like, with, uh, in future episodes with, uh, Clay. Yep, where they his give, they give, is still prevalent in the creature's voice. Yep, they still give him the New Zealand accent in most character voices. Right. Which is, which is actually kind of impressive. I mean, yep. especially for, like, Sean Schemmel, who does Goku, and also Faxor. Yeah. He also voices uh, Valtor in um, Winx Club, which is my favorite four kids show. <laughs> we'll get to the Winx Club podcast after Chaotic, okay? I know. I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and so, basically... Uh... Back, back to the battle. Basically, just Peyton basically just blasts him with a hydro pump attack and codes Tom and Maxor. Yep, which that's where he usually gets his name. The he's very he's unexpected. He's just unexpected. Yep. He that or that's very lucky. He's. I think it's a little bit of both. Hmm. Which is, is kind of interesting to see all the different types of people that battle. That's true, yeah. Uh, because the main strategy is like, eh, I'll just wing it. <laughs> yep, that's basically it. Because we'll see that in later episodes when he uses cards that shouldn't work together and yet they somehow do. Uh, we'll get to that episode when I get to it. I think I'm going to invite Codemaster Hardrock for that episode. Really? That's amazing! Well, he well, he likes... Well, Hardrock likes Screamer. Yep. So I, I figured... I wish I had a Screamer card. Screamer yeah. cards don't exist. Yeah. They don't, but I know he has... Hardrock has, like, a friend who made him, like, four oh, screamer cards of Screamer. I think they were supposed to be released in, like, Fire and Stone. Mm. Which, funny enough, uh, Melvedine was actually supposed to get a variant in Fire and Stone. Yep. Yeah, I wish. Uh. So, we go back to Param with Kaz. 
and Kaz gets his scan of the vial driver. Fixed. Fixed. Fix the fixed vial driver and uh, improved vial driver. Right. So, and he gets a scan. He's like, maybe I should take it for a test drive. Uh, and, yeah, of course. <laughs> and as usual, that's a bad idea. So he climbs right. up and he's like, how did these buttons work? And he's like, oh, this was make it go forward. And then he just cranks it forward. like a. He's basically like a kid who just got behind the wheel. And just slams his foot onto on, the, on gas. the gas. So he just immediately begins tearing through Almar's shop, which that's not fun at all. Which, no. Uh-uh. You are really which, going to piss him off that way. Which sets up a kind of trend of people using Almar's inventions to attack Almar. <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty I mean, funny. Could you blame him, though? I mean, he doesn't like anybody. And he'll attack anybody that comes into his shop without permission. Mm-hmm. But then again, yeah. you are technically breaking and entering. There are no laws so, in the, I mean, in the underworld. Are you kidding me? His home. There are no laws in the underworld. Are you kidding me? Uh, it, there are laws in the underworld. The, the one law in the underworld is whoever wins makes the rules. It's, that's true. And who's usually the one who wins? KR. That's true. But I mean, there is like the rule in the Coliseum, like, if you chicken out... Then you're a bitch. Guess who made that rule? If KR, like, intervenes and stops, like, a challenge in the Coliseum, then the person that he's stopping the match for must be banished from the uh, underworld. Yeah, I guess who made that rule? KR. That's true. But that could have been uh, KR's father. You never know. No. No. He, KR said that he made that he was the one who came up with the Coliseum idea. Oh. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. At least I think he did. <clears throat> ah, no, that's a long way off. Yeah. I feel like looking up in the episode. Yeah. And so we back with Kaz wrecking Omar's shop. He ends up wrecking the vile driver by first breaking the lever for, like, I guess the speed or oh, the brake. Yeah, use the lever for the brake. Yep, he tried to use a lever for the brake, and it broke. Yep, and he falls off of it. Luckily, not breaking anything or cracking his head open. Humans are very durable. The thing you the thing you realize is humans are actually very durable, and to be, and so long as they don't die. That's true. Yes. So long as they don't die and they can get back to param and get back to chaotic, they're fine. That's true. They can break bones. They can. They could probably even get dismembered, but so long as they don't die, and they get back to Chaotic, and they get back to their bodies... That's true. They'll be fine. I mean, they may have some they may have some trauma down the road, but... Eh. That's true. But yeah. you're basically fine, which I assume if you do it enough, you just, you just learn to just kind of block that part out. Right. And then, of course, the vile driver just smashes into the wall and just 
I thought it went off a cliff. Yeah. Oh, it fell off a cliff. Oh, I thought it slammed into a wall. I don't know. You tell me. Basically exploded. I know it exploded, but I don't know how it died. Yeah, I don't know either. Well, that's when Omar finds him and start just rages out and just starts. It's like human. It is like it was either chemical vials or a flame orb at him. Uh, chemical vials. Okay. He's an artificer. And yeah, Omar's just an artificer. Yeah, basically. And Kaz just ports out and leaving poor hearing to deal with. Like I Omar. said, frick, like I said, Kaz is a dick. Yeah, he abused hearing in this episode. <laughs> it's like hearing really likes Kaz, but he kind of just. It's like, I think most of the people kind of. I think most Underworlders actually kind of like Kaz. Right, yeah. I don't know why. I think. I, I would say Hammer Doom does not like him. Yeah, except for Hammer Doom, but like even in future episodes with Hammer Doom. That's true, he's only in one episode. Well, with the with the one episode, everyone's kind of on Kaz's side. That's true, yeah. So I, I have a feeling like and even Kaor likes Kaz. Yeah. Well, probably Von Blute and his lackeys don't like Kaz. Well, he's, well they can they can go suck an egg. <laughs> it's like I feel like most Underworlders like Kaz because I don't th I'm not sure if they see him as like a puppy or like something like that. Mm. Like, oh, he's so cute. We could keep him around. Yeah, uh, probably Kaibon doesn't like him either. But then again, Kaibon doesn't like most people. Well, Omar doesn't like him. No, that's true. Yeah, Omar doesn't like him either. He, well, Omar doesn't like anybody. Well, that's no. true. He never made friends with anyone. He just serves KR and he does what he's told. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, and that's that's the end of the episode. Uh, no, feelings. we go back to Chaotic where Tom All is right. kind of sulking. And then Peyton tries to cheer him up and whatnot, and then he's like, well, I was gonna go, Tom was like, well, I was gonna go meet with Sarah, and Peyton was like, Sarah? Take me to her! <laughs> got a mad nerd. nerd. Peyton's just a nerd. Peyton's what would happen if you, like, give, if you, like, combine a nerd, a pothead, and a surfer dude into one person. Exactly. Like it, you can you could tell me yeah, that um just mold the shape into Jack Black without a beard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Who's the Okay, I forget what what uh, I'm trying to think of like I'm trying to say this without being insensitive. Uh So you know the rock? Mhm. Mm what oh, yeah. like uh, I forget Samoan. Yeah. I feel like Peyton is a Samoan. Really? Hmm. I feel like you could. I feel like if you gave him like kind of travel tattoos, he would look like a Samoan. Yeah. And he's got the Samoan attitude. Like, I'm cool with you. I'm cool with everybody. But don't fuck with me, and don't look fuck with my friends, and we'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, he's 
he's got the Samoan Hawaiian ab- attitude. Yeah. Like, you could tell me that he lives in Hawaii and I would believe you. <laughs> yeah, that explains a lot. That or his parents were hippies during the <laughs> 70s, the 60s and 70s. All that. <laughs> the char- the kind of, it's very interesting to see what their parents are like because we've never seen. We've only seen one of their parents. And that was Kaz's mom. That's right. Yeah, you're right. It's like, I would like to kind of see their parents. We've seen adults in Chaotic. Right. We've seen uh, another dude's dad, uh, Buzz Sr. Yep, Buzz Sr. We'll get to him. Yeah. I think that that episode is... uh, We'll talk about that episode because I feel like they're making a reference in that episode. Mm Mm-hmm. It's also very interesting to see the types, how most people get scans. Right, yeah. Because some people just sneak around, some people make deals, other people just run at... I, w- I would assume there was one person just ran straight at a creature, and then just scanned him as he ran, and then immediately poured it away. <laughs> and then, of course, there's the Peyton route, make friends with yep. the creature, and then scan him. No, Payton's root is make friends with the entire race. That's and true. And yes. them. Yeah. Uh, so. I forget, does Kaz show off his new battle gear or not? No, I don't think so. I'm not yeah, sure. I but I think know. they do grab a table and become the quartet that. The, the quartet that we know. Based around. Yep. Which there was a. I feel like. I feel like in season four, three, or season three, there was a post that they were supposed to add like a new. A new character to the mix. Hmm. Maybe like something you'll notice in this show. I don't think there's any black people in this show. No, there are black people in the show, but. There were Asian people. There's one that faced off against Tom and the other that went up against Kaz when Kaz got Borth Majar. Oh, right. There's also Maureen, who's Sarah's friend. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because I feel like this show was kind of whitewashed. Right. I can't blame it because it was... As well. True. Uh yeah, that kind of wraps up the whole episode. Thoughts, feelings at the for this episode? Uh, it likes, was a likes. fun episode because I mean, we got to experience what is Peyton for the first time. <laughs> the majesty of Peyton, of the Peytonic master. Not yet, that's where I forgot to say his name. <laughs> And it was great um, seeing um, Peyton for the first time where um, Tom got to meet him. Technically, and... this wasn't the first time we've seen Peyton. Yeah, he did appear in the first ever episode. He cameoed in the yeah, first he, episode. He made his cameo appearance in the it. first episode, but then, but then uh, in the third episode, they finally met each other. Right, yeah. 
I think that's it. Yep. That is right. you guys ready? Oh, I have an announcement. Oh. So I've been talking to Maiden of Gorgon. Yeah. And I think and I think I've managed to convince her to give us cover art. <gasps> really? That's amazing. It's gonna cost me a sweet eighty dollars, but I I managed to get her and she said she'll get it to me whenever. Wow, that's expensive. I yeah. mean It's a it's a full I I think it's gonna yep. be a logo and I think it's gonna have <sighs> It's gonna have a logo, and it's gonna have a full body of me, and I think also some of you guys. I don't know. I'll see. Yeah. Um. When I uh, saw the credits, um, for for uh, me voicing Tommy in Maiden of Gorgon's video, it it barely showed like it showed me where I have long hair and glasses. <laughs> but but you know my um I do have. Lo- lovely, uh, long brown hair. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I guess hopefully, hopefully, I'll have it by this time. So, thank you, Maiden of Gorgon, for the cover art. Yep, thank, thank you. you. I don't know if she's going to be accepting different commissions, but we'll find out. Hopefully. 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 Yeah, she doesn't do requests on her deviant art, though. No. <laughs> yes, because everyone wants to see what Takanao would look like naked. No, we'd like to see interest in the nude. Yeah. Well, you just want to see fur. <laughs> nipples and fur. Oh. No, what are you talking about? There's not going to be no nipples. It's just going to be pure fur. It's going to be looking like a Wookiee. <laughs> yeah. I can't do that. Uh. I can't do that impression. <sighs> That's Ooh, the best nice. do. He's got it. Anyway, guess we're going to have to wrap this up. I guess yeah. so. This is Bryce Hyman signing off. This is Swoop signing off. This is Mackenzie saying, catch you later. <laughs> <laughs>